Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What up, though? What up, though? <laughs> Welcome to the Base for the Culture podcast. We are your host, Janine Wilson. And Jean Wilson, the fourth. And welcome to the show. And as always, we want to just start off by saying thank you. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and rocking with us right here on Base for the Culture. Yes. And if you are new here, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for joining us. And catch up. This is what, our 28th episode? So you got 27 more? Or is yep. it? We got 28? Yep. Yeah. This is 28, I think. <laughs> so you go what back and listen to those <laughs> previous 27 episodes and get caught on up. All right. And wherever you're doing or whatever you listen to us right now, please take a minute a minute to like subscribe share follow comment rate whatever that helps us out so much and yes. we appreciate you yes, guys in advance just make sure you tell someone anyone anyone next to someone that's standing by anybody that knows someone really <laughs> <laughs> tell a friend all tell right friend. all right a friend, of a friend a friend of a friend so what have you been listening to um, so I've been listening to uh, Madison McFerrin. Madison McFerrin, as in Bobby McFerrin's daughter. Yes, I love her so much. Yes. Okay. She got a new um single out. It's called um Please Don't Leave Me Now. Mm-hmm. So I've been I've been li- listening to that. I've been like that. I see, cause you over there moving your shoulders like <laughs> you listening to it in your earbuds. Yeah. Oh. I'm listening to it right now. <laughs> I'm like, you over there getting it. All yeah. right. That's what's up. I yeah. love her. And she got another one. It's um, it's a oh, I think it's the end of 2022, beginning of this year. But it's on the same. If you click on it, it's on the same one. It's called um, "Stay Away from Me." Both of those, I like both of those. But the newest one is um, "Please Don't in Parentheses Leave Me Now." Okay, that's all what's right. up. What you been listening to? Um, I kind of been all over the place lately. Mm-hmm. But one song I've been kind of stuck on is called "Water My Heart." It just came out last month, I believe. Okay, who's that? By Rum Gold. And he is a singer from Brooklyn. And I kind of like his whole style. Okay. Like his whole his whole hookup Have is I a vibe. Have I heard you listening to it and didn't know it? Probably not, because we haven't really listened to music together okay. over these past couple weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we've been working and, yeah. and snowing. Right, right. <laughs> trying to survive Snowmageddon. So, yeah. yeah. And then, um, too... I don't know why, you know, I often revisit this soundtrack, mm-hmm. um, the Above the Rim soundtrack. Oh, okay. And um, Big Pimpin', that's kind of just been oh, okay. right, in rotation. Right there, yeah. And I really want somebody to redo that, but with live bass, because, like, that sample, I mean, well, it was sampled from an Edwin Starr song, mm-hmm. but it, there's no live bass on that song. So, right, so let's put that, remind, let's make a note. Um, that'll be on the next episode for the yeah. Um, no but I want a whole live band to do that because that song man is just it's a, it's a groove. You know what okay. I'm saying? And um, Daz produced that song, and the people be sleeping on Daz Dillinger. He was like a co-producer. Okay, like he did have a hand in that whole West Coast sound, like with Dre and them, obviously because okay. they was all a part of Death Row. But yeah. So look, you know how we do no synth, and we um, you know, we pick a bass player. So since you said you picked the song, you already picked that song, and you said band, so let's do like a battle with a band. 
Like you put a band together, I put a band together. And, Dope, and, I'm with it. And next, we see who got the sweetest next band. Next episode. Next episode. Write it down because somebody going to forget. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, right. I'm putting I'm putting a whole twelve okay. piece together, like, cause that song don't even got horns on it, but I'm adding horns to it. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right, okay. There we go. All right, y'all heard it. <laughs> did you Did you write it down? No, I didn't write it down. Okay. I didn't want you to be like you making too much noise with the pen. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm just I'm, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna put it in my iPad because somebody is gonna forget. I, I'm I forty, know, okay, right. and. Yeah, so I'm I'm gonna forget. Uh, Just remember, every time you tell your age, you tell everybody how old I am. Not really. <laughs> Nobody paying attention. Okay. Um, hang on, y'all. Let me put this in the iPad. All right, got it. All right, yeah. So that's what I kind of just been on. You know, every okay. now and then I gotta revisit that okay. whole West Coast era because okay. it was one of the greatest. All right, that's what's up. Okay. All right. So well, what I else got, you got? I got um for um give it a listen. All right, I got at nine minutes and fifty nine seconds. I got sit down, set your mood. Get what? into this deep music by Aja Monet. What is nine minutes? What? It's a song. Oh, that's the name of the song. No, no, the name of the song is the devil. The devil, you know. So what is nine minutes? That's how long the song is. Oh, okay, got you. So I'm saying at nine minutes and fifty seven. I mean, at nine minutes and fifty nine uh, minutes long. Nine minutes and, and fifty nine seconds. seconds long. So basically ten minutes. Basically ten minutes. Okay, <laughs> that's why I said sit down, set your mood. It's a deep song. You know, she's doing a little poetry and the music behind there, and it's it's like real great. I had I think it's um. Somewhere in the song, it's like two minutes and maybe 35 seconds into the song, the bass just kind of, the upright just takes over the song and it like starts playing this line and then it just, like the rest of the music just falls and follows follows into the bass. Mm. It's just remarkable. So it's upright? Yes, it's upright. Mm. Okay. I don't know who's playing on it, but um, I just heard it was on my release radar. But that's a song to listen to. It's called The Devil You Know by Aja Monet. All right, that's what's up. And then um, for um, because of the bass, I got Youngstown One by Unc D on bass. Unc D, see, yeah. Now we, you know, now, we, no, no, no. I was talking about that screwed mix, this stuff that he had going on. But this no, one is because live. when I was um, this is different. This one is live. When I was talking about Tarkon, the first song um that made me aware of him and this was like a whole bunch of episodes back yeah. and you was like you went back and listened to some of his other stuff and you was like eh well now i already had some of his stuff on on spotify but, but I, this was before and i told we you to go visit his was. sound i told you to go visit his soundcloud because that's where all the good stuff was i haven't i haven't visited the soundcloud okay. yet i just got a couple stuff that i liked like before I even knew Unc D was, I thought Unc D was at first was a group. No, I'm saying before I got, I had liked some of his stuff. Oh, before we talked yeah, about before, it, okay, okay, before okay. I even knew who he was a bass player. Got you. You know, I figured he had either. I figured he was either a bass player or had a sweet bass player. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Because um, yeah, because all his songs are bass heavy. Right. For real. Right. Right. But he got um a song called Youngstown One. Because he from Youngstown, Youngstown, Ohio. Right. Right. Yeah. So that song is sweet. It's a short song. It's about two minutes and thirty three seconds. But um it's a, it's a sweet song. That's what's up. That's what's up. All right, so that's about it. Okay. All right. So I guess we are gonna get into our on base bases and it's kinda cool because it is women's month. Yay, uh, we get a whole month. Okay. All right. Happy women's month to all the amazing women that happen I'm, to I'm play a birthday bass. In this month too. Yes, and happy birthday to my mother-in-law at the end of the month. All right, so it's Women's Month, so we are going to talk about women who happen to play bass for this month on Bass for the Culture. And this is kind of cool because this bassist, she also falls in line with our series that we've been doing for Prince Basses. Okay. All right, so today we are going to get into, and she is the second purple one because purple describes everything about her, and that's the one, the only Nick, Nick West, West on bass. On bass. All right. This is cool because I don't know much about her. Okay. Besides, you know, her playing with bass, and you know, I her, heard, I'm, I what? mean, what now? <laughs> her playing bass with Prince. Okay. 
And um, you know, just the you know the YouTube clips and stuff I seen. But Can I just say something? Yes. Um, she'll be in Chicago <laughs> July fifth, and I know that's the day after July fourth, but Chicago is just a hop, skip, and a jump, and yeah, let's try to make that happen. But anywho, okay. Um, <laughs> okay. yeah. So, so I was like thinking about it, and I was like, I'm you know really interested, and I'm hearing hearing what's up. Okay, that's I'm interested to see what was cool with her besides her playing bass. Well, you about to find out right uh, here right, well, let on me Bass know. for the Culture. All right. So, <laughs> uh, Nick West, mm-hmm. she was born January 26, 1989. So, she barely made it being an 80s baby. And wow. she was born in Phoenix, Arizona. Okay. And she comes from a musical family. Then this is pretty dope. So, her father is a musician himself. Okay. And he had a singing group with his 12 brothers, 12, Yikes. like the disciples. So she got 11 like, uncles? Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. And no, with his 12 brothers. So she has 12 uncles because he would have been the 13th. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. So gotcha. right. she had 12 Yikes. uncles. She had a dozen of uncles. Yes. Like she ain't had no boyfriends. And you know them families. <laughs> like that's that's what just wild to me. I can't imagine 12 children. And I'm kind of, you know, we've been going off on tangents, so be it. Like, when I think about, like, big families like that, like, our grandparents had mm. big families and, and whatnot. And they, I mean, cost of living has gone up, but I couldn't imagine raising huge families on what they were making in them days. So, how many girls was it? It was 12 boys. I mean, 13 boys. There were no girls. So they had just a straight up thirteen boys. Could you imagine? <laughs> Can you? We got two sons, and when school was out in the summer and having to feed them two boys, I could not imagine. So it just wasn't meant for them to have no girls. Mm-mm. They tried thirteen times. Yes. For a girl. Yes. Yikes. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. Yeah. So uh, he was in a gospel group with his was his twelve brothers, and okay. they sang and they played instruments. So that was his foundation. So he so happened to just have all girls. I believe there's four or five of them, but okay. he had all girls, and so he was like, okay. I see what me and my brothers did. So I'm about to try to put something together for my girls. And so he, I don't want to say that her, you know, her parents were strict, but her father was like, my girls are going to be smart. They're going to play a musical instrument. They're going to sing. They're going to do all this stuff. So like their household wasn't like a TV household. They weren't no sitting around playing video games. Like we doing stuff. And so he was like, each girl had to either sing play an instrument now i don't know all the details on what her sisters play but they all do something right okay and so they started a group and at first nick was on guitar and so there was no bass player at the time because none of the girls played bass and so one day she heard a song on the radio she's like okay it was Wanna Be Starting Something by Michael Jackson. And you know, Lewis Johnson on bass. <laughs> yeah. Like, yes. Yep. Okay. So she heard the bass line. She was like, hey, dad, like, what's that instrument in the background? And he was like, that's a bass. And she was like, can we get one of those? And so, of course, her dad being a dope dad, he's like, yeah, we're going to get a bass. And so he went and got a bass and he taught Nick how to play it. Okay. Um, But, okay, so Nick is left-handed. But her father taught her to play regular right hand. Okay. It wasn't no left hand upside down. None of that. None of that. Because, you know. So, in her world, she's playing right hand upside down. Basically. (laughs) And, like, according to her being a a lefty. So, yeah. But that kind of worked to her advantage. Because by her playing right hand, her fretting hand is super fast because it's her dominant hand. So uh, that's why, like, okay. she she's so cold because, like, it's easy because okay. that's her dominant hand. Okay, she just it. really had to learn, you know, how to um, her rhythm and her right. Okay. That was the only like thing. Okay. So yeah, so it kind of worked to her advantage. And I think her father knew that, and so that's why he didn't want her to get a left hand bass because okay. it would be advantageous for her just to play right hand. Okay. So I was okay. like, that's kind of cool. Like her dad was kind of like a forward thinker, and so. She started playing at church, started playing bass at church. And, okay. you know, that that's now, the, what city. She, oh, you said Phoenix. Phoenix. Okay. Uh-huh. Right. So in 
I don't know what the cultural makeup of Phoenix was back then in the that would have been the 90s. But um, she said it was pretty boring. There wasn't much to do there. So that's what <laughs> she had, you know. So she started playing at church and that's where she really developed her ear, like learning how to play by ear. And she played at church for a few years. And then that's kind of where I'm not going to say chops. And I'm going to tell you why I'm not going to say chops. I'll okay. tell you that when we get to something in a little bit. Right. But that's really where she... um. That was her training ground. Okay. And that was the case for a lot, a lot, of, a lot of musicians. A lot of musicians church, we talk about, yeah. right? Bass players, drummers. Yeah. And that's why I believe church is so essential, not only for your spiritual development, if that's what you believe, but <clears throat> it's a training ground yeah. for black kids. Yeah. It just is. Yeah. And when I see, you know, kids today that are playing, they, they still in church because they're not really teaching it in schools. So it's like either you're going to get it at church or you're going to be in an extracurricular outside, outside of yeah. your school or unless you're blessed to go to a school where they still have music programs. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. So she was playing at church and then she was also doing YouTube videos along the way, you know? Okay. So Nick, she's so dope. She, I, I believe that she's just gifted at everything she does. She was a straight A student in high school. She is a brilliant mathematician. She has a mind for math. Okay. So that's why that's probably why music just comes naturally to her. You know, it's numbers. Right. 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 And um she was an athlete. She ran track. And there was a million different directions she could have went in her life. All right. So we fast forward, that was 16. She picked up the bass and was really going. So she stopped playing bass at 18 years old. Wow. Because, and I don't, I'm not clear on whether it was some guy she was playing with at the time or just, you know, naysayers on the internet or whatever. But some some guys, men, told her that she sucked. It was like, you know, ragging on her and stuff told her she couldn't play bass all this negative stuff so she put that bass down she was like oh i'm about to go to school to be an engineer (laughs) (laughs) so she went to college and um to be an engineer and while she was in school a friend of hers encouraged her to pick her bass back up he was basically like why did you stop playing bass and she told him like well the people said i can't play so <laughs> he was like yeah no you really too dope for that he was like i promise you if you pick your bass back up like you're gonna go far He was like you have like a natural gifting for bass so whoever her friend was he was a good friend to encourage her and like i just want to stop right there for a minute because like if you listen to the naysayers, we wouldn't do half the things in life. That's so true. And that is so my true. thing with musicians, like, and I see this sometimes on the internet. You know how people post reels or TikToks or whatever, like making fun of other musicians? Yeah. And this is what got me the other day. So a drummer posted a um old clip of Queen Latifah playing the drums. Mm-hmm. And she was playing that basic four four beat, you know, that people play. I've seen that video. Okay, so and then and the, they was like, yeah, every drummer, every drummer that can't really play play the same beat, right? Mm-hmm. And so a whole bunch of drummers in the comment just, you know, saying negative stuff. And my thing is like, bro, everybody starts somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Like it's it's the only the minority, like the few, like two percent of people that could just come out being brilliant on their instrument. Yeah. And those people are prodigies. But besides that though, you know what I mean, the thing is is if this is if you a musician, no matter what instrument you want to play and this is something that you want to do, you gotta think the ones that make it and the ones that be great are the ones that take that negative energy and use that to feel the you know, the as gasoline that to, to set they fire to kick to push them to going. Yeah. So I mean so I mean just people just gotta use that as encouragement. And yeah, you're gonna have them days it's gonna be rough sometimes, you know, where the littlest things some somebody might say you know, makes it hard, but you know, if you set it down, just set it down for a minute. Don't you know? And then just be encouraged to to prove everybody wrong. You know, yeah. And that I mean, that's good advice. And something that you said that that kind of uh, made me think about something. And I kind of I kind of can resonate with what happened with Nick. Um, and I, I know I say I don't want to ever be like. 
female bases, you know, <laughs> every we're, we're just yeah. bases, right? Yeah. But I think that's kind of sometimes can be the difference in between a female that plays bass and a male that plays bass. Because honestly, no cap, women by nature are emotional. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And you know that even like it from me, like I think you you said something that was supposed to motivate me and I took it the I don't want to say took it the wrong way, but I took it in a way where I felt like you were saying something bad about how I was playing. Oh. And it really was something that was to motivate me, but I'm an emotional creature. Like I'm I took it and it hurt my feelings. So what did I do? I put my bass down. And I was like, I don't want to play no more today. And it should have been something that motivated me to work on what I needed to work on at that time. Yeah, but it wasn't that you need to work on but at that time. I know, <laughs> not in that instance, but that's how oh, I okay. took it. Okay. And it was something. I know, the, I'm not talking okay. about the pinky. That was, the pinky was oh, a okay, thing, okay. too. But it's like women by nature are emotional. So I could understand why she took that and was like, okay, I must suck. I must not be a good bass player and put it down. But like... Like you said, that was great advice that you gave. Like, you just got to let that be fuel. And sometimes it's not to prove those people wrong. Right. It's just to prove to yourself that you really can yeah. do it. But, you know, for for us and anybody listening, you know, sometimes we just got to think that even if that's not us in that situation, we got to be mindful that maybe that's somebody else in that situation. And they feel those feel that way, but they need they don't have nobody to whisper in their ear like, hey. Yeah, use that as fire. Right. Use that as fire. Don't you know what I'm saying? You know how sometimes we minding our own business and we hear stuff or see stuff and that that be the moment where you walk to that drummer or that little guitar player and be like, Hey, just use that as feel, you know, as guys like that fire. Don't listen to them. <laughs> yeah. And I mean people on the internet have so many different opinions, but I just I just don't like when people be mean in the comments, especially yeah. when it's somebody who you could tell is developing their their gift or their talent or whatever. Yeah. Like and my thing is everybody started somewhere. We pulled up the footage of when you first started playing. Yeah. Like, you know, not you, but yeah, I'm no, saying yeah, like yeah, in yeah, general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just be nice and be yeah. kind. That's all and as musicians that have to play with other human beings, like just be kind and be supportive and i feel like like it's it's scary for me and and i mean hey that's crazy for all you musicians that want to gamble with your talent but you know when you start knocking down somebody else's talent you know you're gonna put your talent at risk it it can be the littlest thing right you know what i'm saying you could be taking out the trash and slip (laughs) slip on the sidewalk and whatever it is that you play you can never play again yeah so you know i just keep in mind it's fragile like it could be taken away at any moment moment. so it's a privilege and then you don't knock the privilege from somebody else yeah because that's selfish okay and i know we gonna get on nick west we have Mm. some time so okay but i just kind of want to stay here for a minute because all right so it it was kind of like a conversation between like how drummers are not as supportive as a community with each other as bass players are and t pocket brought this up because he was like you know he wished that the drummers of detroit can come together and do something like we do with bass players of detroit oh, like, the like bass bass day. day he was like ain't no way that drummers in detroit can come together like that and then you know you mentioning that made me think that the last time i thought about drummers the last time i heard about drummers getting together it was a competition Exactly. It's always like a competition. <laughs> and with us, it's like a camaraderie. Right, like, right. And that's what the best thing I love about Bay State. It's just everybody comes together. And it's a family. It's encouragement. It's so much love. Current pick and a song that everybody yes, can play. Yes. Nobody can outplay each other. Hey, and y'all want to get y'all chops off. We yes. line up and like a soul train. It's a cypher. And everybody like stand around cypher. and like encourage each yeah, other, man. Yeah. It's such a beautiful thing. And he was saying like, there's no way that drummers in Detroit can come together and do that because like you said it's just gonna be a drum off like yeah. who can drum the best and i'm like why now they might get together as friends or whatever friend group not but all as like, like a community. when um, guitar center used to have a, that drum contest right you yeah. know what i'm saying yeah. it's like that's the only thing i could think of that and even think about back in the day when we used to go from church to church oh, to yeah. church and it would always be like battle of the drummers bass players not so much but it was like battle of the drummers oh, yeah. who got the sweetest drummer like why is don't it use like my foot pedal you ain't using <laughs> don't my you snare. better not ever touch my snare don't adjust my cymbals are you are you turning my toms? 
<laughs> and I'm taking my foot pedal because you now, ain't using now it. Now with bass players, we usually have a common courtesy. Like, it, all right, now for the bass players that's out there that don't, that don't know, I'm putting it out there. If you're using another bass player's amp, common courtesy is you plug in and play. You don't start turning people knobs and changing people's sounds. Yeah, because let's be honest, most black churches, little churches, we still playing on the amps. We ain't got no DI. We ain't playing in the house. We still plugging up. <laughs> now, now, hey, now, if it's a um, like a musical and y'all using a community amp or whatever, that's different. You know, right, every group, right. you know, going. But you gonna there. have that one bass player that's gonna hold everybody up because he gotta have his own gear. Yeah. <laughs> but if you playing at, at a bass player's church yeah. and you playing out of the bass player that plays at that church head, and you just gotta go up there for a couple songs, and this guy's been playing bass all service, and he got his sound, his tone. You plug in, you play, you plug out. Right, yeah. Don't, don't be touch, that don't guy that, that plug in. You got one song, and y'all playing doing offerings, so ain't nobody even listening. <laughs> and up. you up here changing the volume and changing the EQ and stuff that brought your own pedals. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. You got a whole board. Yeah, like, right, you got a whole to play for offerings. You a bass player, you got 13 but, pedals. But, but then we sitting, dang, we sitting back like, oh. They cold, like you know what I'm saying. But back to what we were saying, though, like it's just just be kind to yeah. one another because that kind of hurt my feelings when I heard she put her bass down. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm sure a 16, 17, 18, 19 year old Nick West was still nice. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so, and but, obviously, she had to be nice enough for somebody to tell her to pick it back up, right? Because actually, if she really sucked, then they'd been like. Yeah, don't pick it up. Yeah. You know, but... they Wouldn't nobody even mention that she even played bass if <laughs> right. it was that bad. You right. know what I'm saying? How many people that went to college got engineer degrees that play bass? Exactly. Now, how many are still playing bass? Like right. Nick? Right, right. So... Yeah. Right. And and she would have been a brilliant engineer. Like, she, her mind is amazing. Okay, so shout out to the friend that told her to pick the bass back up. <laughs> and so she, she went to work. Okay. She went to work and just... She said she was practicing for like six to eight hours a day. Yeah. Not only was she just practicing, she studied her instrument. Wow. And she said because she's a student by nature, like she has to study things. And when she said that's six to eight hours a day, I'm like, mm-hmm. man. Okay, and you in college. So you still got a college schedule, right? And then in your free time, quote unquote, because I don't believe in free, free time, <laughs> but in your spare time where you're not doing your other stuff six to eight hours a day she dedicated to her instrument mm, that's crazy. that's discipline you yeah. know what i'm saying so she basically studied bass like another subject and so what what did, what did i take out of that it, it's the common rule you know the work you put into something is the results you get out of it yeah and i mean it's as simple as you know practice makes progress it don't make profit right. perfect but it definitely right. makes progress People used to ask me um, when I first started playing bass, they'd be like, Gene is playing bass hard. And I used to just be like, it depends on how good you want to be. Yeah. And that's pretty much with any instrument. It's a lot of instruments, you know, somebody could say is easy, but depending on how good you want to be, depends on whether it's complicated or not. Yeah. You know? But that's six to eight hours. Who shout out? That yeah. was a that was like a come to Jesus moment because <laughs> she was so disciplined. Wow. And it's like, that's something I struggle with is discipline. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Too. And if you don't want to stay stagnant and if you want to keep growing, you have to just keep doing the not fun stuff. You the know what I'm saying? Thing, like, the biggest thing for me is is as I just try to I try to just put my mind with, you know, practicing and, and rehearsing and just do it without thinking about it. You know what I'm saying? Just like, you know, try to do it and don't be thinking about what the results gonna be. Just do just, it. Just do it. Yeah. You know, practice the scales. Don't be thinking about how much I'm going to know my scales because I practice them. <laughs> yeah. Who cares? Just practice Just do them. it. Right. And that's what you really be telling me. Like, just do it. Don't even think about it. You and know, when, like, you, when you practice it, say for me, when I'm practicing slapping, if I'm too busy concentrating on ooh, how fast I'm going to, how quick I'm going to be like Marcus Miller and Victor, I'm not going to never get there. But if I just practice whatever I'm practicing, and just practice it, then one day I'll be like, hey, you're doing all right. <laughs> <laughs> 
So she really put in the work to get to where she is today, like for real. That's cool. All right. So she she putting in the work. She doing all the stuff to be sweet and get to where she wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And so Dave Stewart, he's a musician and producer. He saw her on YouTube and he called and was like, hey, come out to L.A. There okay. could be some great opportunities waiting for you here. So she packed up and she moved to L.A. So Goucher was actually one of the first uh, people that she met when she got to L.A. Okay. And he knew she was a bass player. Yeah. I mean, there was a little buzz about her, you okay. know, and invited her to come out to one of his jam sessions. Because remember, he was doing yep. them, them jam sessions. And so she was like, OK, she went and she was nervous. She she wasn't intending on playing at all. Mm-hmm. So she kind of slid in and sat at the bar, just, you know, enjoying the music. And so she was like, Goucher got up there and he was like, Nick West in the building, everybody. And everybody <laughs> like, it's like a big spotlight came on uh, her. And so she was like, oh, okay, I guess this is a thing. <laughs> so, And he called her up to the stage and she rocked it, of course. So yeah, that that was another good thing that happened for her when okay. she got there. Because then, you know, Goucher like, okay, yep. That's what's up. And so Ooh. her name really started ringing out, you okay. know. And um, she said that Marcus Miller is her most influential bass player. Okay. And it's because he has a signature sound. And that was something that she always wanted to have was her own sound. And, of course, um, the other bass players that really influenced her sound and her style, John Patitucci. Because she she enjoys to play classical pieces sometimes. And, of course, James Jamerson. Okay. Always. So... Let's fast forward a little bit. So 2012, and this this just, this blows my mind, okay? Okay. 2012, it's a regular, regular day. She's sitting at home watching videos on the internet, and she pulls up uh, Prince's, <clears throat> he had a new video out, and it was Rock and Roll Love Affair. Mm-hmm. So she watching the video, and she oh, just- that's my jam. Yeah. She How watched you going to make me pull that song up? <laughs> Dang. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> she watching it the video over and over again. She like, man, it's so funky, like and dope. And so she went to her friend's house and she was like, Hey, watch this video. And the friend was like, You should be in that video. Like, this is you. And she was like, Yeah. She was like, I literally could see myself doing something like this with Prince. Mm-hmm. Cause that was like her thing. She just wanted to play for Prince. Play <laughs> like it was a whole thing. This this gives me like chills. So that night, her phone kept ringing. It was a number she didn't know. And it kept ringing, kept calling, kept calling. And so she was like, okay. She went to go pick it up, but she missed it. But then the person called back. And on the other end, it was like, can I speak to Nick West? And she was like, yeah, who's this? He was like, this Prince. <laughs> like he was just, you know, like Joe Blow off the street, right? So he was like, this Prince. I just wanted to know if you could come to Paisley Park to jam. So she was like, no, for real, who's this? And he just, you know, kept on talking. Like, he ain't even addressed her shock and her awe. And so she said that she peed her pants a little bit. What? Like, she was like, (laughs) she couldn't even believe it. Like, she couldn't believe it. And so she wanted to say no because she really felt that she was not ready at all. Like, I can't go play with Prince. Like, what? (laughs) But she knew that she had to say yes. And her mom kind of said it was like a moment of serendipity. Like, her mom always told her, like, when you're ready, the teacher will come to you. You don't have to go to the teacher. Okay. So it was like she knew she had to say yes, but her, she was so nervous. So Prince like, well, how soon can you get here? She was like, "Uh, tomorrow? So he, he flew her out and she got to Paisley Park the next day. So they come in and she's like just jamming with the whole band. And I don't know. I'm not sure who all was in the band at this time, but mm-hmm. um, they jamming. And he was like, okay. He was like, that's cool. So he was like, I want to hear you play. Thank you for letting me be myself. Sign the family stone. Right. And so she was like, okay. Um, I didn't really come here to play slide. Like I stayed up and learned all your music. This is what she thinking in her head. She right, didn't say this right. out loud. And she like, I, I, I wish you would have told me she said that. You, no, she said this in her head. She like, she's thinking to her. So like, I sat up and learned all your songs. I didn't come here to play that song. But she was like, yeah, I know it. So <laughs> he was like, all right, let me hear you play it. So they playing it. And, you know, they jammed out with the band. And he was like, who's your favorite bass player? 
she was like uh marcus miller jocko james jamerson he was like they're great and that's all well and good but you really need to know larry graham Ah. so he was like let me see your base took her base and this is the amazing thing about prince this is what gives me about prince (laughs) prince can just grab anybody's base don't matter how it's tuned don't matter how many strings (laughs) don't matter what's good no matter what he can take anybody's base and just play it (laughs) okay so he's like let me see your base and so he takes her base and he was like going in like how Larry Graham go in and he right, just right. playing like thumping and plucking thumping and plucking like digging in right <laughs> he gave her a bass back and he was like okay you can do it like I want you to play just how I play like uh-huh. stop playing soft stop playing them cute little you know right, little right. thumps like dig in okay so she was like uh I don't think I can and he was like you wouldn't even be here if you weren't great at what you do he was like, I just need you to feel it. I need you to just do what I did, right? That's crazy. So she said they played the song for over an hour <laughs> nonstop. Wow. Until Prince got the groove that he wanted out of her. And so she was like, he left the room, he came back, and they, they were not to stop playing that one song. So by the like time after Yikes. an hour or so, he walked back in the room and he was like, that's it. So Prince taught her that it wasn't about feels. It was about groove. And, you know, Prince don't like all that, them chops. Like, he wants the groove. He wants the bass to do what it's supposed to do. So he taught her to play the groove until it was ingrained in her and in the music. That one moment, that one moment with Prince changed her whole approach to playing Playing bass. bass. Wow. And so somebody had asked her, like, how did you, like, how did you get your chops? And she was like, I don't have chops. That's what's up. She was like, I have groove. That's what's up. And I'm like, man. I had to write that one down in my book. Yeah, like, <laughs> she, time I went on do chops. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I hold the groove. And you can actually tell. And that goes back to timing. Yeah, yeah. You can't, if you, you could groove all you want, you can't groove. If you, you don't have timing. Yeah. And timing was like natural for her because she a mathematician. Like, she probably got a whole calculus problem for how to play bass. Oh, speaking of calculus, she is a calculus nerd. She absolutely loves (laughs) calculus. I've never met a human being in my life besides Dwayne Wayne, and he a fictional character that loves calculus. She she has a whole blog dedicated to calculus. And when she was asked, like, what she would be if she wasn't a musician, she was, like, absolutely a math teacher. Wow. She was, like, for fun, she would just go do and challenge people in their calculus problems. (laughs) Like, so I'm sure she has some type of mathematical equation mapped out to play bass. (laughs) (laughs) That's why she is amazing. I wonder what her patterns look like on her fretboard. (laughs) Not like ours. (laughs) I'm sure she sees it in a whole like mathematical way, you know? Um, Yeah. So, um, you know, he ingrained in her, like Larry Graham is your guy. Like you could like Marcus, you could like all them cats. They're great. You going, you got to love Larry Graham to play with us. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So make you play it straight. This one song for three days, man. And so, that's that's worse than getting initiated in the game. Right. <laughs> groove in, groove out. <laughs> no, like blood I like in, blood that. out. I like that. So, look, we ever put a band together, that's the rule. You got to groove in, you groove in, groove, groove out. Like, yeah, man. So, she was thankful for that moment. She went on a tour with Prince, you know, for some of his live shows. And they really did have a deep, like, friendship. And that was like, he he even said that he was inspired by her. Like her wow. presence on stage, her energy, her musicality, like was a big inspiration for him. That's and um, yeah, so they were actually really good friends up until the time that he passed. Mm. And Prince really wanted Nick to meet Larry Graham. And he tried on and off for a while to get them together. Yeah. But, you know, it was like hit or miss. And But he kept talking about Nick to Larry. You know, like, this is somebody you need to know. 
um, they didn't actually meet until after Prince passed, though. Okay. And so Larry reached out to Nick and told her that he loved the way that she plays. And I was just um, heard a song with her and Larry. Yes, yeah, this, yeah. Yep, this is how this happened. Okay. So, and he told her, like, many bass players have a million notes under their fingers and in their head, but we don't feel what's in their heart. You play with all of your heart, and that's why I want to work with you. That's and that's how that song came about. Okay. And he crowned her the queen of funk at wow. that moment. Okay. So imagine, like, somebody who gave up on bass. Fast Man. forward a few few years later, and she's being crowned the queen of funk that's what's from up. Larry Graham. That's what's up. From Larry Graham. Like, it's, it's amazing. Her story. Not from the fans, not from the internet, not from no base magazine trending social media thing, but from Larry Graham. Larry. And we already know what he said. And then, like, and I think that's some of, like, the most valuable um, advice that Prince probably gave her. Yeah. Like, you know. I love that you you are influenced by, you know, these guys and you have your own thing going on, but you're a funk basis and this is what you need to do. And that's and that's what's up, you know, and, and it's cool because sometimes a person needs somebody to, you know what I'm saying? Think about all the times us musicians out here struggling, you know, with our with our instrument and, you know, going through our moments like, you know, like, am I ever like what am I doing wrong? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and it just be something simple as that for somebody to be like, hey. Like somebody kind of points you in the right yeah, direction. Because right sometimes direction. you don't yeah, see you your don't strength see or what you're particularly good right. at on your instrument. So it might take somebody right. outside to say, this is what you're good at. Yeah. And then you there. Yeah. And then everything's easy from there. Yeah, man. And then some people, you know, they just know what to do. I'm not one of those people. <laughs> I kind of feel like you are, though, but... Um, I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. So, yeah, that's how that song with her and okay. Larry Graham came about. And the thing about Nick, like, she's absolutely a funk bassist. She found her home in funk. And not only is she a funk bassist, she's also a front woman and a bassist. Like, most... most women that are in the band and they're the front woman of the band, they're not playing bass. Right. You know what I'm saying? So for her to be the front woman of her band and play bass, that's just super dope because it's a rarity, especially in the space of funk. It's not, I'm not saying she's the only one, but there's not that many. Right, 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 right. And Bootsy also is a huge fan of Nick West. Like, he also was like, yeah, like you got it. He he actually was like, you remind me of myself when I was younger. But you know, Boosie gonna co-sign a cold basis anyway, <laughs> anyway in the yeah. in in the genre of funk. Like yeah. if you got it, if, yeah, Boosie gonna be give you the stamp. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, between him and Larry, they they are like the Godfathers of funk. You gotta kind of go through them. Yeah. To you know what I'm saying? Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. You ain't putting out no funky bass song on the radio airs without you know them not hearing it. Not at all. And you, hey, you, they get that, that thumbs up, then you know you did good. Yeah, you get that whole stamp of approval from you know you good. And then she, um, Nick, of course, she's a Fender girl. She That's is Fender sure. all day, and she plays um, Fender jazz, and she plays the American Standard or the okay. American Standard Deluxe four string. Okay. She like for slapping. I gotta okay. always play a four string, and then um, she. But sometimes when she's feeling fancy. She also has um, Steve Bailey's signature series, the okay. six string. Six string. And okay. she also has a few U basses. She likes U basses. Okay. So, yeah, but that four string Fender, that's her go to. Okay. Yeah. And it's Steve Bailey. That's fretless. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So, okay. when she's like, when I want to play like a classical piece or, you know, depending on my mood, I might pull the six string out. So, yeah. It made me want to listen to uh, that um, Victor Bailey and um, Steve Bailey. Steve Bailey. Yeah. 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 I think it's called Cookbook or something, I think. I don't know. Something like that. Uh, (laughs) And she has um, a few albums of her own. She has Just in the Nick of Time, Say Something, Moody, and a new album that just came out this year. Just in the Nick of Time, that's the jam. Yeah, and that was actually re-released too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then um, she got a new album that came out this year, Cotton Candy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, she had that one- You can hear her Prince influence Yes, yes, like all day. And then- she had a single called Purple Unicorn, and you could hear the yeah. Prince influence in that song as yeah. well. But, yeah, you, 
prints all over her. He, <laughs> you could tell that he had a big impact on her. And how amazingly blessed was she to be able to work with him before he left us? Man, yeah. Like, yeah. Her, like, she is just such an inspiration to me. And she's also just played for everybody. John Mayer, Macy Gray, mm. and we all talked about Bootsy. Mm. She's even played with George Clinton and Funkadelic. Of course. Man, she and she's so versatile. She's even played with Taylor Smith. Wow. Bruno Mars. Wow. Slash. Okay. okay. Like she like funk ain't just it for her. Okay. Like she's well rounded. She's a well rounded basis. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then like when, and I just love too that like even what Prince said when you see her in her live performances, she is just this little itty bitty girl, and she's so <laughs> soft spoken. But then when she gets on stage, she has this huge personality, a big purple fro wow. hawk, and like she's just like I don't know, did she do gymnastics too? Because like she be doing all types of like acrobatics while playing the bass in heels, and she's kind of rem. Um, reminds me of Divinity. Okay. Like, and how just their energy, they're just so explosive on stage. And I see these women, I'm like, yes. Like, <laughs> it's just the best. It's, it's, it's so up. motivational and inspirational yeah. just watching them. Yeah. So, Nick West, we give you all of your purple flowers. And you are so inspirational yes. to women and girls, just basses, period. But especially women and girls that aspire to be bass players that look up to you. And we thank you so much for all that you do. Thank and big, Nick. big bass for the culture salute to you. Big salute. And that is Nick West on bass, on ladies bass. and gentlemen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wonder how that sound in the edit. I don't know, but if I don't like it, I'm gonna take it out and add the. Like, don't do that. I'm at the crowd cheers. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> or put a uh, put the remix in there. The who mix? The remix. Oh, I thought the you said we, the you mix. said we mix. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of like, because that reminded me of baby talk. Shout out to our granddaughter Ella. She is five months old, and yeah. she had her first swimming lesson, and she was in there swimming. She was gonna be so great. Yeah. She was gonna be so great. And I just want to say for the record that. A couple weeks ago, we had her over, and she played my bass first. Um, <laughs> we was over here, we was playing my bass, but then she played her granddad's bass, and she played a B-flat, and it was perfect. Her yeah. little tiny fingers was just <laughs> plucking them strings, and we are so grateful for her, and we can't wait to see all the instruments that she's going to yes. play, because her dad is a drummer, and they watch drum videos, and Video. she listens to her dad drum all the time, so I think she might have an affinity to drum but we gonna try to push the bass on her like but what if she and then her mama play her aunties play everybody play an instrument so she has her choice yeah she gonna make sure she be tight on them keys though oh yeah yeah anything else. oh she's going to piano lessons oh, yeah. they definitely yeah. put her in piano lesson yeah. but our, our baby so, Ella. She, so she's gonna be like with the keys and the drum she's gonna be like the new vibraphones yeah, she's going to be a well-rounded multi-instrumentalist. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She's not just going to play one instrument. No, 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 I'm not saying Yeah, but it's already there. You see her rhythm, like when she be listening to the music mm -hmm. stuff, her little Phoebe going. So, yeah, shout out to our grandbaby. I just had to plug her real quick. Yeah, yeah. All My right. Remy Princess. Ella. <laughs> 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 she got so many names, she ain't going to know what the answer to. Uh, All right, so what you got for us? Um, okay, so we got No Synth, and the song for this episode is New Edition, If There Isn't, If It Isn't Love. If it isn't if love. If it isn't love. What, what are you singing? If it isn't love. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I got to put it out there that way nobody ever asks me to sing. Okay. Don't, no, you can, don't even play, you can sing a little bit. We, you be harmonizing with me. <laughs> we be singing don't even play you got, but, um, you got a nice little voice but that's the song new edition um if it isn't love a synth bass on there so who did you pick to play live i, I want i want to hear you first because mine is a little different i want to hear what you got different. mine is a little different okay well all right so i was listening to the song and you know it's a nice little smooth song right you know mm -hmm. so i mean when i thought of this person i was like if they play bass on this song, the direction this song will go, I just, just... I feel like we about to say the same person. Go ahead. I got Derek Hodge. Oh, no. We did not have the same person. Oh, okay. But kind of. But no. Yeah. I picked Hold Derek on. Let me, let me give this to my mental. Derek Hodge playing 
fine. Mm, 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 mm. I could. Don't let me don't oh. let me get Glasper on keys so you could hear it's what gonna I'm. It's going to be a whole different song. <laughs> I could I could actually I would love that. That would be so dope. You know, but to keep it to keep it we had to keep Glasper out of it to keep it, you know. Yeah. But still I'm the one hides on bass. Okay. We kind of picked similar bases. Okay. But why I said mine was different? Okay, so for the if it isn't love just regular album version. I picked Adam Blackstone because Ah, of his live arrangements. He would play this song in a fresh way. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So it was immediately Adam Blackstone for me. Okay. However, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis did a low key mix Uh, of If It Isn't Love, and it was like a smoothed out version of this song, right? Okay. Now, for No Synth, we're doing a, this is like a, "Quote unquote studio remake of these songs, right, right? Right. So basically, we just taking the synth out, throwing the bass player. I'm doing, a, I'm doing a little spin on this. For this low key mix version, uh-huh. the smooth out version of it. Me personally, I want to play this live. I want to uh-huh. not studio. I want to play this live. Okay, okay. Because okay. this is a whole vibe, yeah. and you could go so many directions yeah, with yeah, this song. Yeah, so I, yeah. I picked me okay. for the live version of the low key mix. Okay, okay. Because it's such a vibe. Okay, got you, got you. I got you. And it's okay. a fun song to play too. So okay, I got you. That's what's up. Yeah. All right then. So let's go next. We got the custom build. Um, I should have. Remember what was the last thing we did on there? I think it was. was it was, it was a, no, it was t- it was your sound. What kind of sound you oh, wanted? Okay, yeah. Oh yeah, because I was talking about that. Yeah, core. you did a yeah. whole yeah deep yeah interpretation of sound that you yeah. want for your bass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so this this episode um, on our custom build, we're talking about the body shape. You know, what type of body shape do you want for your bass? You go first. Okay, I'm going to go with the traditional Fender Jazz, but instead of the double cut, I just want the single cut. Oh, okay. Six string, so yeah. It was either that or I was going to go with like a a SpongeBob Starfish shape. Like, (laughs) you talking about like a Bootsy (laughs) Starbase? No, not the Bootsy, like the, you know, SpongeBob. Okay. Starfish shape. Got you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, trying to... I'm just seeing if you're paying attention. That's all. <laughs> like... Seeing if the listeners are paying attention and everything. <laughs> no, trust me. I'm going with the Fender Jazz with the single cut. I mean, honestly, that's going to be my my pick. Also, however. You going with the single cut or you going? Oh, no, 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 no. Okay, no. so you going with the the, the traditional yeah. like Fender Jazz? Yeah. Okay. I don't like single cuts for some reason. I just feel like they ain't finish it. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why, but that's just personal preference. Um, But if I could have a custom, mm-hmm. because you made me think about it when you was talking about Emily Rogers, her leaf bass, which oh, yeah, is a yeah. beautiful, beautiful custom instrument, and it's her signature. You see that leaf bass, you know it's Emily Rogers on right, bass, right? Right, right. And All it, right, so let's let's do this now. So if you was to do uh, out of this crazy uh, body shape, non-traditional bass body shape, what would you pick? And that's what I was thinking about. And, like, she picked the plant like for her custom because she loves plants right. and flowers. And I was trying to think of something that I love outside of music and bass and photography and my family. And get a every, bass shape like a camera. Nope. 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 And everything a roller coaster. No, that would be so dope. But everything that is special to me is because I love it so much. So it would, as corny as it sounds, it would be a heart. Oh, Okay. That'd be sweet. Would it be red? No, it wouldn't be red. Um, I Would think, you have a heart shape and then have like the exotic woods or you have a heart shape and then have a certain color or design it'll be, on it? It wouldn't be exotic woods. It would be a heart shape and I think the heart would be white. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Now, would that be like your 
All right, so you and I would out. have gold, like my my knobs and everything, okay, and so my white, tuning keys would be gold, white and gold, oh, white and gold, and then my strings would be black. I know we ain't got that far yet, but okay. yeah, white gold with the black strings. Yeah. Okay, and that'll be like when you come out with your debut album. That'll be the bass that you have on the cover that you'll be holding on the cover. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Uh, okay, that's what's up. I don't know what I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it'll just be corny for me to get a bass shape like a car. Oh my gosh, dude! Because then you know, then that just opens <laughs> up to what type of car would I oh, get my no. bass? Let's, know, let's just keep with year. your regular standard <laughs> single cut jazz bass shaped. <laughs> so what? I get me a um, a bass shape like the Forza emblem. No, Gene. <laughs> no. The Forza emblem, but it'd be like exotic Hold on. woods. You, no, it'd be shaped like a tire. Be shaped like a back tire. Yeah. That's going to be a crazy look. It would be crazy, but I'm sure somebody could build it. <laughs> <laughs> Who was your luthier? Was it Sean um, May or J. Clef? Oh, uh, J. Clef. Oh. Yeah, that's how I was going with J. Clef. <laughs> I he said Sean May. Like, he going to be like, yeah. He'd be uh, like, I don't do that. <laughs> All right, look, I get a base made, dedicated to my daughter, and it'd be shaped like scissors. <laughs> Yikes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. To Maya six string. Yeah, but, okay, like, so, um, I haven't seen, like, any really, like, unique bases like Emily's, like, okay. uh, in Maybe person. Something, um, in person. Have you, like, have you, yeah, we need to. Yeah, I'm sure there's something out there. You know, I guess like for my algorithm, most of the bases I look at all is exotic woods. Yeah. So yeah. everything like woods and exotic woods get thrown down my, you know. Yeah. Throw. So I don't know. Besides Bootsy and oh, the Starbase, the Starbase. Yeah. But I'm sure it's some crazy. I'm sure somebody got a base shaped like a fish. What shape is that base? You know, a lot of rock bases had it. That the base that looked the like the v. yeah, it looked like the Star Trek emblem. Like I don't like them. The flying the flying v. v. Yeah, I don't like yeah. them. Yeah, that's a yeah, that's a standard like guitar bass. Um, you got the Steinbergers, yeah, headless, headless style. Star. You know how I feel about that. I just feel like it's not complete. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm gonna look into that. But right. I want different tuning keys. My tuning keys are gonna be shaped like little hearts. That's too much hearts. It might be shaped <laughs> like a a flower or something. Okay, something different. All right, so, um, oh, we got the past play cover. Yes, sir. And, uh, and then um, we got the past play cover. And then if we, I don't know where we at on time. We can do basic news. And we can oh, I didn't even do basically speaking. I could, I could save it for next time. We could go ahead and do um, past play cover. Past play cover and then do the basic news. Well, let's see where we at first. All right. I always want to say this week. I mean, I say this week too because it is still a week. Yeah, but it's okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the songs we have is um, "Fantasy" by Kelly Lucas. Lucas, We never know how to say her last name, but y'all know who you talking about. Yeah. And then from my heart and soul, I mean, from my heart and my soul, ter- uh, from um, um, Terrace Martin. Martin, and then "Good Day" by Theo Crocker. Okay. All right. So which one are you gonna? It's Crocker. I am no okay I'm gonna pass fantasy and not because I don't like the song I mean I like the music of it but I don't resonate with some of the lyrics the lyrics I mm. so I I yeah musically the song is cool but um some of the lyrics just don't sit right with me so I'm gonna pass that and then I'm going to play from my heart and soul because I like that song and it's you know in it that song the bass ain't even really doing too much so it leaves a lot of room and then um i'm gonna cover good day okay okay well i guess we um i think we we picked the same for play you said um from my heart my soul yep yeah i picked that to play like i could i could see on a gig and why every time i think of myself don't do it don't do it don't do it just keep going keep going keep going But I said I wanted to cover fantasy because it seemed like it was, you know, 
like a a nice little song, you know, could play around with. You know what I'm saying? Okay, I, I mean, I I feel it. Good day, this it was already complicated. Not it was already complicated. It's not complicated. It's not complicated, but it's busy. I guess. I guess it's a little. You know, it's another. Mm. But like know. when you cover a song, you could like make it your own. Also, it don't got to be yeah. note for note. But see, that's why I picked fantasy because it's like a lot of no notes for notes. Yeah. Is fantasy is, fantasy is more of a vibe than yeah. you know. I feel like I could be more creative with it. Okay. So All right. Bad. That's what's up. Okay. All right. All right. Time for basic news. We yeah, because that that shouldn't be too long. All right. So I'm gonna just run through this right quick. And so for basic news, um, first thing I got down, Buster Williams. Okay. Everybody basically, you know. Yeah, Buster. He's on celebrate his 80th year on the earth. I don't know what birthday <laughs> was, but he's been on the earth for 80 years. Yes, I just saw that he did just have a birthday because I meant to go post some on our uh, page, and I was so like, yeah. Birthday. Now, the story about Buster Williams I have is the first. All right, so we have um, our jazz festival here at Hart Plaza every summer down, you know, downtown Detroit. So um, back in the day, whatever year it was, I'm at one of those spots one of the stages and you know watching the band I don't even really know what band is coming I think my uncle told me hey Buster Williams is coming you go check him out I go check him out but the thing I remember more than anything I don't even remember none of the music I just remember <laughs> that upright bass that he had and it was just like it was just glistening and it the, it was just so commanding it was just like it was a great experience to see but Buster Williams um, happy belated birthday 80 years on the earth and um, he just came out with a new album. It's called um, Unalone. At 80 years old, he's still doing albums. You better come on, Buster Williams. Right. He got Lenny White on the drums. Come on, Lenny. On vocals, Bruce Williams on sax. He got George Corrigan on piano and Stefan Harris on vibraphone. Okay. So that's what that's going on. Unalone. Or Unalone. How, what? Let me see. Un. Where we at? I don't see where you got it. Oh, Unalone. Unalone. Yeah. Okay. Okay, okay so that's um, Buster Williams news. Um, next, I have um, my dudes, um, bassist Evan Marion and drummer Damon Hawkins. They just uh, got um, a new um, album out called Elysian, I believe. It's- Elysian? Elysian, yeah. Elysian. Um, check that out. Elysian? Let me see. Let me see. That's Let me see. Elysian. Where we at? You be you be showing me like I know where you writing this song, Elysian. Elysian. Yeah. Okay. So check that out. That's um um I wanted to bring that out on the news. Um, the next thing I have in the news is the Wooten brothers are going on tour. They so, are. Yes, Speaking they are. of, we just seen Victor. Yeah. Live, and this was our first time seeing him live, and it was an amazing experience. Man. And he was just, and the thing about Victor Wooten is like breathing. Like, it ain't even, like, effort for him. Man, and then it was cool like, we found out he was playing with his, with his uncle. Yeah. Man, his uncle, you could tell. But Corey Wong put on a good show. That was a different show than I've ever experienced, and I loved it. Like, he did some, It was, he almost, and like, had some, from beginning out the gate. Yeah. It was almost, and he added, like, some um, vaudeville, like, elements to it. Like, when he brought out. I don't, oh, the man. tiny it's instruments and stuff, like it was, it was dope to me. Dope. Yeah, and he did a little press conference afterwards and yeah, everything on stage. Sweet. I was like, this is cute. Like I had a good time, but to see Victor like it live, it was amazing. Yeah. So him and his brothers, they going on tour. Um, you catch them before they go to Australia. They got a um, April second. I think they got a show in DC. In DC, I said DC. <laughs> DC. They got a show in DC. Um, April second. Second, and then April 16th, they got a show in Cali, and then they off to Australia from the end of May 24th to June 1st. So, catch up with them. And then Christian McBride and the New John Quartet, they coming out with their second album, Prime, and we're going to catch him on the 24th this month. At Yay! So, we'll see you there, Christian McBride. And on a sadder note, that I just want to bring this out is, um, and our prayers and condolence um, go out to Justin Rains. Um, after nine and a half years um, of a kidney transplant, he has a rare kidney disease called MPGN, and he has to go through trying to get another kidney transplant. Yeah. So, you know, we just want to put out a shout, 
you know, uh, my prayers. And they, he's starting to go fund me. So I guess we need to figure out how do you give you information or how do we all want to get I mean, just go to his page. <laughs> I love you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but for real, prayers to Justin. And the first time he went through this, like his testimony was just amazing. And you see so many musicians, well, we're talking about bass players. So bass players that have health challenges and, you know, they say that just, you know, even playing just helps them tremendously to get through these things, man. I can't imagine. I got a headache and I'll be feeling like I don't want to play. I want to go lay down. So to have like some for real health issues and still go out and you play and you do all these things, man, it's just an amazing testimony. And he'll do it again. Yeah. yeah. For real. All right. So that is our time. We are going to go ahead and head up out of here. But before we go, please, once again, like, subscribe, rate, follow, share. Hit us up on Instagram at Base for the Culture. Send us an email. Say, hey, guys, at Base for the Culture at gmail.com. We're even on Facebook. Not active, but we're there. <laughs> Base for the Culture. And, um, yeah. Got anything before we get out of here? All right, so that's going to do it for us, guys. And until next time, peace. peace.